2: Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now.
3: Hello and thank you for joining us for another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice here on Cannabis Radio. I am your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Communications and Projects Manager with the National Cannabis Industry Association. And coming off of a long week of the Seed to Sale show, you can probably hear I'm losing my voice if you've heard any previous episodes of our show. But we're going through this, and today I'm so excited to invite my guest, Andre Leonard of Leaf Buyer, onto the show today. Hi, Andre. How are you?
4: Hi, Bethany. I'm doing very well. Very well. How are you?
3: Well, other than losing my voice a little bit, (laughs) I'm actually doing really great. It's been a fantastic week. I've been connecting with all kinds of NCIA members at the Seed to Sale show, and I even stopped by um, the Women Grow party last night, so that was also fun. Here we are wrapping up the week on a Friday, and (laughs) I'm going to try to get through the day without going completely mute.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I wish you the best.
3: Thank you. So, Andre, thanks for taking time to join us today. Um, Would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners and telling us a little bit more about what your connection to the cannabis industry and movement is?
4: Sure, sure. So. I am the marketing manager here at Leaf Buyer. Uh, We are known for our flagship website, leafbuyer.com, which is the number one deals network for the cannabis industry. Um, I have been in the industry now with Leaf Buyer for uh, about two years, and we have uh, accelerated very quickly in terms of starting here in Colorado about three years ago. And we are now entering other markets, including Washington, Oregon, uh, Michigan, and Nevada. uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild ride. I've made a lot of really good connections. Um, I was just talking to my contact at Addistry recently about uh, about the Women Grow event and about the Seed to Sale show. And uh, this is definitely an exciting time to be in the industry. And I would say here in Denver, Colorado, is an especially especially excellent location to uh, uh, to really be connected to what is happening.
3: Sure. Well, we definitely have no shortage of dispensaries around here in Denver, which we're very blessed to have. And, you know, I came from Maryland, um, where there were no dispensaries when I lived there and now there's a medical program. So I'm hoping to see little Maryland out there on the East coast (laughs) grow into, um, a medical or maybe even adult use state and, uh, Maybe I'll go back and visit and have a completely different experience. But yeah, here in Denver, yeah. there's tons of dispensaries, and there's all kinds of deals you can get on flour, on concentrates, on edibles, and that's that's kind of what your website does, right? It, it helps connect customers with dispensaries and deals and coupons and opportunities to save money on on their cannabis supplies exactly
4: exactly yes to the consumers uh, primarily we are a uh, deals platform that allows them to jump onto our site uh, look for exactly the type of offer they are seeking to find whether that's medical edibles uh, you know recreational ounces whatever it may be uh, and also, a lot of the deals on our site are not necessarily massive discounts. It could just be a certain product that that the dispensary is known for selling uh, and it has seen a lot of really good success with. For example, um, I'm sure you're aware that Live Resin uh, has been very popular just in the past year as more and more extraction companies are uh, you know making these extractions using full flour at lower temperatures and really getting a lot of really great terpenes uh, into these extractions. And so we're seeing a lot of increase in the popularity of deals around that. And so it, it really helps consumers find uh, what they're looking for, but also kind of stay up to date on the hottest products that are hitting the shelves. Um, and for the dispensaries, of course, it's really great to be able to see people coming in the door, uh, wanting to make a purchase, Once they're in the door, they can lead them towards some of the other products that are really exciting and are uh, really flying off the shelves. Uh, And having those analytics of really being able to see what is bringing people in and how you can capitalize on that has been absolutely huge.
3: Absolutely. Oh man, I just got one of those new PEX eras and it is oh, so yeah. cool. And the cartridge looks different from what I'm used to, but it's a it's live resin, what yeah. you were just discussing.
4: Yeah, tastes one of our really clients, good.
3: Really smooth hit. Yeah.
4: Yeah. One of our clients, the clinic, uh, has been very instrumental in in that process of making those live resin pods. Um, and yes, I've heard a lot of good things about those. I really mean to pick one up myself soon.
3: Absolutely yeah um, the clinic's been an NCI member for many years and uh, Max Cohen serves on NCIA's board of directors as well yeah. so yeah we're pretty familiar with the clinic definitely Oh, they're, um, a, they're
4: a great client and they have the uh, you know the golf tournament every year um, where they are able to raise a lot of money and bring a, uh, bring together a lot of a lot of important voices in the cannabis industry here in Colorado.
3: Agreed. Yeah that that golf tournament charity fundraiser is um, is something I've I've been hearing about since I moved here to Colorado and and I even checked it out one year as well. Yeah, that's that's another awesome way that dispensaries are getting involved and giving back to the community as well. But absolutely. But I digress. Um, <laughs> so. Let's talk a little bit more about what your expertise is based on what Leaf Buyer's doing. And that's really looking at advertising in the cannabis industry. And, you know, I bet that takes some balancing because the laws are different from state to state. What you can do here in Colorado, you cannot do in California and you cannot do in Washington and Oregon. It's all different from state to state. So, And there's no federal guidance. Um, so advertising for cannabis companies probably presents a little bit of a challenge. Do you have any insight into that, that world of figuring out advertising for a cannabis company?
4: Absolutely. And I would say, yes, it can be bewildering, especially uh, especially at the start and especially for some of our smaller clients who don't have the budget to uh, hire you know, uh, expensive consultants to guide them through the process. So uh, given our experience in the advertising world here in Colorado, and then as we've started to expand into these other states, uh, you know, we read the rules ourselves. Uh, we really try to provide that as an additional value to the clients that we work with. And yes, it is wildly different in uh, in each state. Um, you know, here in Colorado, you cannot have billboards, whereas, you know, in certain areas of Washington, uh, you can get by with that.
3: I've um, seen them, yes. I visit yeah. my parents in Washington State, and, and I saw a gigantic billboard for cannabis, and I thought that was interesting. Thanks for mentioning that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That
4: definitely threw me the first time that I saw that in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, no. The laws are are very different in each in each state. Uh, for the most part, there are a few common guidelines. You know, uh, in California and Washington and Colorado, they make it very clear that um, mascots or logos cannot incorporate any cartoon elements or any type of mascots that could be appealing to children. And that's definitely a trend you see across the line. Is that sure? Yeah. Is that all? Advertisements have to be geared toward audiences with at least thirty percent. Uh, of the population being over 18, and you have to be able to prove that. Uh, so mm-hmm. we regularly get contacted here in Colorado about that rule, uh, asking for some analytics from our Google Analytics to uh, to show them that we can prove uh, this audience coming to our site meets that demographic requirement. But, yes, we, we really enjoy sitting down with some of these marketing managers, uh, dispensary owners, and decision makers, and really talking about the, the challenges that they have in terms of getting the word out because – you know, you do have to be very careful with your advertising dollars, since you cannot write them off in your taxes. You have to make sure that you know you can uh, get people in the door, uh, spread that, uh, spread the word about yourselves through either direct or brand marketing, but do it in a very, very careful way. It's very easy to spend uh, thousands and thousands of dollars per week on you know a certain print ad that may not be actually being, bringing people in the door, um, and also you know jumping on the latest. The latest tech solution that promises to uh, you know, bring in all the consumers uh, sometimes doesn't actually work out, but if you wait too long, then prices could, uh, could drastically rise and kind of shut you out of that solution too. So uh, yes, we're very familiar with having these uh, complex conversations with all of our clients.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you mentioning that advertising dollars for the cannabis industry are Cannot currently be written off as a normal business deduction, and that's because of Section Two ADE of the IRS tax code. Um, Because cannabis is a Schedule One drug, um, Schedule One and Schedule Two substances are considered ineligible for business tax deductions, and that includes advertising dollars. So again, that's one of the issues that NCIA is focused on in our lobbying and advocacy work at the federal level in Washington DC so reforming section 280e we even have a hashtag for it reform 280 e So if you're finding any articles or complaining about your taxes, please (laughs) feel free to use that hashtag anytime you like. Um, On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break, uh, but we will be right back to talk more with Andre from Leaf Buyer here on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Stay tuned.
2: NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors.
0: (sighs) Cash? Sorry. I don't carry around cash, and I don't want to use the ATM and pay surcharges. You don't need to carry cash. Haven't you heard about PayQuick? Okay, tell me about PayQuick. It's the safe and easy way to pay. It works just like your debit card to securely pay for your purchase, and it gives you rewards points every time you use it. Nice. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com.
5: The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself.
0: Hemp Inc. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at OrangeHillDevelopment.com. How high do you like your profit margin? CannabisRadio.com.
2: Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com.
3: And we are back for the next part here of our episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on CannabisRadio.com. And we've been talking with Andre Leonard of LeafBuyer.com, an NCIA member. Hey, Andre. How's your day going?
4: Just fine. Just fine. It is a uh, chilly but beautiful day here in Denver, Colorado.
3: It is chilly. I know it was so nice earlier this week and I kind of wish the weather was still warm as it was Monday, but I'll just have to get used to these winters one of these days. (laughs) So we were talking, uh, we were getting really into the weeds about advertising laws a little bit ago before the break. So let's continue on that path and look at the big picture Of cannabis advertising,
4: yeah, we were talking about some of those federal laws, and and one thing that came to mind, if you don't mind me me jumping in, I wanted to uh, to make sure to include this is that uh, you know the federal laws can give some guidance uh, in certain domains. For example, uh, radio and TV, uh, for the most part, federal laws have gotten in the way of people really wanting to explore that realm. Uh, We do see in Colorado uh, some people. Considering radio advertising, uh, TV for the most part is still off limits. Uh, Mm -hmm. No one really wants to touch that. And then, uh, as you may remember, last year, I think it was actually at the end of 2015, uh, the USPS uh, sent out a notification in Oregon saying that uh, newspapers could not accept any cannabis ads because they would be violating federal law. Uh, That definitely put those in the marketing realm uh, kind of in a frenzy about uh, what that means in terms of shipping out any materials with cannabis advertising. Uh, It seems like that's not being uh, really enforced for the most part. But uh, these kind of haphazard or or random federal regulations that come down from above, uh, they they can have very large and dramatic effects um, on advertising in the cannabis industry and all these legal states.
3: Oh, sure. I do remember that. And as I recall, um, I'd have to Google it, but uh, Congressman Earl Blumenauer uh, yeah. from from that district of Portland, Oregon, I believe, because he's one of our champions in the cannabis industry, I believe he jumped in and penned a letter in response to that uh, um, United States Postal Service decree and said, "Hey, this isn't reasonable. Um, you know, you need to get in line with with what laws we've passed here in the state of Oregon and and you can't do that." So it, his influence may have softened that. Um, I, you know, I'll have to make a note to follow up on that. That was that was certainly an interesting scenario and and I'm Absolutely. pretty sure that Earl Earl Blumenauer and perhaps some other members of Congress or maybe uh, local regulators um, responded to that and said, oh, really? <laughs> they came to our defense. Isn't that nice that we have members Crazy. of Congress that will defend us? <laughs> and hopefully now they
4: they are still going to defend us because um, as I've been listening to your podcast recently and kind of staying tuned with the general atmosphere and general feelings within the cannabis industry, there is definitely some tension about uh, what the future of advertising means with uh, Jeff Sessions, with the Trump administration. Um, but hopefully the congressmen from these legal states uh, that are seeing these millions of dollars come in from tax revenue, uh, hopefully they are wise enough to support the legal businesses uh, that uh, that are within the state.
3: Mm, so true. And, and I agree very much. and And I think there is some hope in that with this last election cycle, though, there are some wild cards involved, as you mentioned, we did bring on four new medical marijuana states and four new adult-use cannabis states. Um, so the idea is that if you're looking at all the members of Congress that represent all the states, both in the House and in the Senate, we have more than half of the seats filled with members of Congress representing states with either medical or adult use cannabis. If those members of Congress respect the wishes of their constituents, then we will be pretty well poised and and we're representing more than half of the House of Representatives and more than half of the Senate with members of Congress who are representing cannabis-friendly states. we shall see, and all the more reason for people in the cannabis industry to develop good relationships with their members of Congress and regulators in their states. So that being said, let's let's look a little bit more about the big-picture landscape of cannabis advertising. In addition to what you mentioned, Andre, with the United States Postal Service, there are also restrictions on Facebook. I know even NCIA yes. has come across... Uh, problems getting our ads approved um, by Facebook. And we've had members of NCIA that own dispensaries have their Facebook profiles removed, all kinds of things. So if, if there's restrictions on Facebook and social media, well, let's just talk about that. What are your thoughts on those restrictions?
4: Yeah, we, we definitely are familiar with those frustrations uh, talking to some of our biggest clients here in Colorado um, and the way that they've had to learn those rules and, and learn those guidelines. Uh, it's been very, very frustrating for them because uh, for the most part, Facebook, Instagram, uh, these services that tend to shut down these profiles of legal cannabis businesses, uh, they usually do not communicate much. They do not provide much of a reason. If you are an especially large organization or dispensary chain, you may be able to finally reach someone at Facebook. I was also talking about this uh, with our contacts over at The Cannabis. We have a very close relationship with them. Uh, they were able to finally get someone from Facebook on the line and learn some of these rules. But uh, yeah, it's very frustrating that uh, people in other industries They can use these advanced uh, targeting tools on Facebook to uh, advertise to people in their local areas who are over 21 who are interested in cannabis and guide them toward their dispensaries. But Facebook ads are generally off limits. They can lead to getting your account deleted. Uh, Mention anything about pricing or deals uh, can very quickly get your account deleted on Facebook or Instagram. Google AdWords, for the most part, has not been willing to work with cannabis businesses Uh, That is definitely frustrating as well, given the the power of Google and how many people are turning to Google to find local resources or local places to buy legal cannabis. Uh, So for the most part, uh, people are wanting to tap into social media to bring business, uh, but they are very unsure how best to do so. And what that looks like uh, with these large corporations that for the most part are not communicating with these smaller dispensaries that, you know, want to utilize these powerful tools.
3: Yeah, I totally get that. So if you're a company and you've got these limitations using social media, what are some other ways? Do you have other ideas for companies to uh, work around those restrictions in order to reach their audience?
4: Sure, sure. So there are some uh, dispensary finder sites like ourselves uh, that consumers are learning about and turning to to get that valuable information uh, and let them determine which dispensary they want to frequent or which product company uh, they want to buy from. Uh, there are also, uh, you know, some social media uh, tools that are specifically geared toward the cannabis industry. Um, we've definitely seen a lot of dispensaries start focusing more on content marketing. Uh, creating articles that have to do with uh, cannabis within their local community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talking to some of these decision makers, uh, we hear that they are able to tap into events um, and that can vary uh, from state to state in terms of what you can give out of these events, which events you really can advertise at, but really getting involved in those communities, um, you know being a dispensary advertising at a crossfit event, for example, mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. can uh, can surprise some people, but mm-hmm. when you don't have that many options for legal advertising, it can be a really great way to tap into these niche communities and uh, spread the word about yourself.
3: CrossFit, really?
4: Yeah, yeah, one of oh. our one of our bigger clients here in Colorado has begun advertising at CrossFit events um, at Red Rocks, for example, and some other uh, some other local event venues.
3: That is pretty funny. (laughs) I mean, I've heard a little bit about people using cannabis in their workout routines and for their athleticism, but (laughs) I think advertising at CrossFit is new to me, but I like it. it. it it
4: You should take a look look at some of the uh, print ads that uh, dispensaries and product companies are putting out here in Colorado. Uh, One of our partners, Scentsy Magazine, for example, uh, a lot of the ads within Scentsy, uh are uh, people on mountains skiing down a mountain with their packs or whatever it may be. So uh, especially in some of these Western, more active states, you definitely see a lot of uh, cannabis companies going for that active community, going for those athletically minded, uh, active people.
3: Well, I think that's smart in the long run. And on that note, let's take another uh, quick commercial break here, and then we will return uh, to finish up talking with Andre of Leaf Buyer. So stay tuned.
2: NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors.
5: The next generation of vaporizers has arrived.
0: Look for new episodes at CannabisRadio.com, TheRealDirt.com, or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and...
5: Cannabis legalization efforts are increasing competition for businesses wanting to make it big. In this complex and fast-changing environment, only the savviest will survive. What are you going to do to stay ahead of the game? Enter New Frontier's free platform, Equio. The premier business intelligence, visualization, and marketing platform for the cannabis industry. With Equio, you can stay on top of your store sales, trends, and competition. Better understand your seasonality and broader sales trends. Identify and compare your top products and categories and cross-buying opportunities. Go to www.equio.io to sign up for your free membership today. That's E Q U. IO.io I-O to sign up now. The power of real time big data is now in your hands. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild.
2: Cannabis use isn't the only thing growing, so are we. Grow with us. CannabisRadio.com Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com.
3: And we are back to wrap up this episode in the next few minutes here of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. And Andre from Leaf Fire has been here chatting with me about all kinds of things about advertising in the cannabis industry and federal guidance and state rules. So tell me more, Andre, about Leaf Buyer and the network that you've been creating in the cannabis industry.
4: Sure, sure. So uh, we know that we want to get consumers to our website, obviously, to find those deals for the product companies and the dispensaries that we work with redeem those deals, come in, make a purchase, and bring them some business. So we can spread the word about leafbuyer.com, and we certainly do our best to do so, but we want to tap into some of these networks that other cannabis media companies have created. That's why we first joined with The Cannabis to have what we call a super widget on their site, and that allows anyone going to thecannabis.co Cannabis.co to see uh, deals scrolling on the right side of the page and search Mm -hmm. for deals within their area on specifically the type of product that they want to find. And so after the cannabis, we joined with Westward, a local publication here. So you can find our super widget on their marijuana page. And then we got super widgets with the Weed Blog, the Hemp Connoisseur, uh, Scentsy Magazine, uh, Dope in Washington, and that has been massive Great. for our business and for our clients. You know, having yeah, that, these dispensaries that can put deals on Leafpire, but also have those deals appearing to over five million online cannabis consumers has been very big for their business and very big for us.
3: Yeah, that's a pretty pretty wide reach you have there. And I also love the phrase "super widget." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, the super widget is. You you were saying when you go to one of these partners' websites like The Cannabis or Dope or Scentsy Media, you, you see uh, coupons basically on the right-hand side or wherever it's configured on the website. Is that right?
4: Exactly. Exactly. You can see the super widget that allows you to search within a certain area uh, for a specific type of deal. So you could say, I am in Denver and I am looking for deals on medical concentrates. Let's quickly scroll through those. Or if I see a deal from, say, LiveWell, I can uh, specifically type in LiveWell at that point and see all the deals for LiveWell in Colorado. So it's been it's been absolutely huge.
3: That's pretty cool. And I'm just going to say super widget one more time because it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it, is, it is a lot of fun. I, I will give you that. <laughs> I like to laugh. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> so um, networking. Networking. With uh, all of these partners, to get get the word out is great. How about you doing face-to-face networking and meeting people at, say, NCIA's quarterly cannabis caucuses? Have you attended those before, and how did you like those?
4: Yes. Yes, I have attended those, and I love them. Um, I remember attending one uh, in the fall in Denver. Uh, it was very helpful to learn about the social use campaign uh, that was trying to spread the word at that point and mm-hmm. really garner up support uh, within the cannabis community here in Colorado. It was great to learn about that initiative.
3: Right, um, the Yes one, on 300, right? Exactly.
4: Yes. Exactly. Um, and getting to chat with the Denver Relief team and learn about you know why they uh, configured the language for the Initiative in that specific way was wonderful. Um, another one that I attended was one in Boulder. Uh, that was excellent. I got to chat with our uh, buddies over at BDS Analytics a little bit more and get some updates from them. Uh, made a couple good connections with product companies and testing companies here in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Definitely had some good conversations there. And yeah, it's it's definitely refreshing to have one space where you can connect with other professionals uh, that are really working, working their butts off to advance the industry as a whole and within the state.
3: Absolutely. I'm always inspired both by my own co-workers and our members at the tenacity, the passion, the creativity that we're all putting in. And it's, it's a lot of hours. I know we, we all often look at each other and say, you know, live in the dreams, you know, 100 hours a week. <laughs> but it really is so wonderful and inspiring and invigorating. And these quarterly cannabis caucuses that we do, we we really feel like it's, you know, like a, a, a chance to connect with, with our buddies in the industry that, you know, we may be e- emailing with and having phone calls with. And then we come to the quarterly cannabis caucuses and we just get a chance to catch up and meet each other and introduce each other to our coworkers and relax a little bit and also get a federal policy update and things like that. Exactly. Um,
4: Yes, those updates from the lobbyists uh, in Washington, D.C. are invaluable, I would say. Um, You know, all of us in the cannabis industry, we have our different sources for news and for staying up to date on the latest rules and regulations. Um, My favorite is Weed Week, for example, a little email newsletter. Mm
3: -hmm. But getting
4: those updates from Uh, People in Washington talking to these congressmen and women are definitely, definitely a valuable resource.
3: Awesome. Well, I hope to see you again at the Q2 Quarterly Cannabis Caucus. Um, NCIA holds our quarterly cannabis caucuses in eight regions across the country every quarter. So we just wrapped up a tour here in January, and we will be doing it again in April. And here in Colorado, we like to alternate between Denver and Boulder and kind of mix it up a little bit. So we will be in Boulder again this April for the Colorado Quarterly Cannabis Caucus. And if you're listening from another state, some of the other regions are um, the Northeast, so Boston. Uh, We are in the DC, Maryland area as well. We're in New York we are in northern california southern california oregon and seattle so please wow. <laughs> if yeah and you know what we actually did 12 regions last year we cut it a little bit this year but <laughs> if you're in any of those regions Stay tuned and register for a quarterly cannabis caucus. It is free if you are a member of NCIA and it's only $50 to attend if you're not a member of NCIA, but you will want to be a member of NCIA after you attend, right? Absolutely. (laughs) All right. We got to wrap up here, but Andre, I really appreciate you spending time to chat with us today about the complex world of advertising in the cannabis industry. So thank you so much for joining us.
4: Thank you, Bethany. I really appreciate it.
3: And you can learn more about Leaf Fire by going to leaffire.com. And to learn more about NCIA, please visit www.thecannabisindustry.org. And we'll hear from you all next time. Have a great day.